Welcome. Today we're going to learn Pashis Yisrael. So, the first thing I want to talk about is, I want to talk about a very, very important issue this week. And But before we get to that issue, I want to talk about uh, the something else in the, earlier in the Pasha. They, they traveled from Rafidim and they came to Midbar Sinai. Now in Rafidim, there was a problem, they complained. So Rashi says, Rashi says, Why does he have to tell us where they came from? He already says, it says they were in Rafidim. They were in Rafidim. Now they came to the Sinai. Why do you have to tell us they left from Rafidim? It should tell you that they they left Rafidim in the same condition, in the same state of mind, as, or the same condition as they were in Midbar Sinai. Just like when it came to Bessina, it was Tshuva. They did Tshuva. So the Mepharshim asks, where do you see that they did Tshuva in, in, in Midbar Sinai? I mean, it could be before they went, each person did Tshuva, but it's not an, you don't see anywhere in the Psukim, in the Parsha, that there was an Indian of Tshuva by Kabbalah Satyra, they came to Kabbalah Satyra. So, and we're making a hackers, just like over there, there was Tshuva by Sinai, so there was also Tshuva when they left Rafidim. Where do you see Tshuva? So, I'd like to point out a Gemara in Kedushan. The Gemara in Kedushan says like this. A person is Mekadosh and Isha, Al-Menas Shanit Tzadik. He's Mekadosh and Isha, and the condition that he's a tzaddik. Afilu Rosh Gomer, even if we know that he's a Rosh Gomer, he's a big Rosha, everybody knows this person is a Rosha, Mekudeshas. The Kedushan is Chal. Why? Shema here B'tshuva B'datoi. Maybe at that moment he had to hear a tshuva and then he's taka a tzaddik. So there was a kiyum of the, of the kedushan. That night was mekuyim. He had to hear a tshuva and he becomes a tzaddik. He's a big Russia, famous Russia, and he has to hear a tshuva. He's a tzaddik. So, okay. What happened to... So one hear a tshuva, you become a tzaddik. What happened to the whole process of tshuva? You know, vidui, charota, zivasachet, kabbalah ala osid, the whole process of tshuva. You don't need the whole process of tshuva. Just have a hear a tshuva for a brief moment, have a hear a tshuva, and you're a tzaddik. So, what's the point of tshuva? Also, another question you find in Ovis, the Mishnah says in Perg Dalad, Mishnah Yud Zion, one moment of tshuva in this world is better than the whole Olam Abba. So you have to understand what this means, that uh, a moment of tshuva, either in a very, the tshuva, what does this mean? 
And why does it say Tshuva Masim Toivim? Why does it say Yofa Shachas Torah Mitzvahs? What's Tshuva and Masim Toivim? What, what are these two things? Masim Toivim. I mean, there are many mitzvahs a person can do. What's Masim Toivim? Also needs an explanation. And I also mention one more, one more Gemara before we get. It's a Gemara in Psachim. Gemara says, Shivad Varim Nivru Kaidim Shinivra Ailam. Vailahain. Taira, Uchuva, Vaganadin, Ganim, Kisakovit, Besmigdash, Moshe, Mashiach. One of the things that was created before the world was created, it was a prerequisite that had to be there before the world was created, was Chuva. Now, understand that to be a Kisakovit and Taira, and, uh, you know, the idea of the Besmigdash, but Chuva had to be created before the world was created. That to be a new breed of Chuva. What, what does this mean? What is this brie of tshuva that was created before the world? Rebbein Shalom is my you. I mean, it's, 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 it's a brie. Rebbein Shalom is a merachim. A person did an avera. He's, he's sorry. He did tshuva. Rebbein Shalom is merachim and he forgives. Where, where, what kind of a brie is this tshuva? So, I'll, I'll ask one more question. In in Shmuel Nesrei we say, "Hashivein uh, Hashem Melech of Nashuva." Wait, now what does it say? Roitz of Tshuva, right? So we make a bracha on Tshuva, and then we say "Slachlan Avinikichatano." First, we should say "Slachlan Avinikichatano." We weren't misvadi yet that we did an avera, and 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 we're asking for Tshuva. What does this mean? So, I th- so the idea of tshuva is the Mabit says in the Basilikim that tshuva is a skarvus le bayre merichokachet. A person does naveira, he becomes distant from the rebbeinishlelav. Tshuva is the recovery of that distance. A person can recover that distance through tshuva. Now, I hear a tshuva. A person has a hero tshuva, it wipes out the chet. It's sorry, it wipes out the chet. But he's still meruchik. He's still very, very far away from the rabbinic shalalem. He needs the process of tshuva to bring himself closer to the rabbinic shalalem. Since he was nisrachik, then he has to really, you know, be, you know do vidui and charota and the whole process and aziva's achet. That all these things he has to go through his whole process, this will bring him back the kurva with the rabbanim but tshuva really is something which is independent of chet. The idea of tshuva is that a person, by an act of will, can bring himself closer to the rabbanim A person is where he is; he didn't do any averes, and he wants to come closer to the rabbanim So there's a process of coming closer to rabbanim which is called tshuva. And that is something that was created before the world existed, that it's, 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 a, it's a, an idea, a, a, a process, a concept, that it's possible to become closer to Rabbani Shloylam with an act of will. Just whatever, however we're going to define, a person does tshuva. Tshuva is something separate from davening. Tshuva. Tshuva means I want to be close to Rabbani Shlom, and that is Makar present to Rabbani Shlom. So that has nothing to do with, with Rabbani Shlom being Moichel Yu and Rachmanas. Rabbani Shlom is Merachem, he's Moichel Yu. But how, how does a person recover? How can a person 
become recover the richuk of the chet, or even without the chet. How can a person become a kurv to Rabban That is a new bria called tshuva. And when we say in davening, we daven, we hit the bracha on tshuva, that has not, that's not, of course, we do a chet, you have to use tshuva. But you can do tshuva without doing a chet. You don't need to do a chet, you can do tshuva. The idea of tshuva is that tshuva, you can be makar of yourself to Rabban with an act of will. So what the Mishnah is saying over there in, in, in Ovis is that, of course, you know, Torah mitzvahs, the Torah mitzvahs learn here, you have there, it's all the same. But tshuva and maizim toivim are two ways that a person can draw himself close to the Rabbi He can do tshuva without a chet. He can do tshuva, which is, doesn't exist. In Olam Abba, Torah exists in Olam Abba. The tshuva that a person should be miskar through banishlam through an act of will does not exist in Olam Abba. Maisim toivim is also maisim. What are maisim toivim? How are they different from tefillin or lulav? Maisim toivim is velachta bedraka. When you medamer to the midas of when you emulate what he does, that also draws you close. So a person could draw close to banishlam either through tshuva. Or through Maisim Toivim. These things only exist in Oilama, in Oilama Zeh, where a person could be, uh, could be a Hoyla, could be, could, could be constantly in the process of becoming closer. Oilama Ba is a static world. It's the, you are what you are, and that's it. There's no progressing. Oilama Zeh, you could progress. How do you progress? Chuva Masim Toivim. Those are acts of progressing. Of course, in personal history, mitzvah, he memela progresses, but Pure progress, pure his carvers through Banishlam, that comes through Chuva and Masim Toivim. So what this what Rashi is saying by Rafidim, Rashi is saying when they came to Midbar Sinai, when they came to Midbar Sinai, that was the ultimate of his carvers through Banishlam. this was he was Makarvas to bring us to Har Sinai. That was Kurva. That was Chuva. That was active tshuva, coming to Har Sinai and standing by Har Sinai and being makabel the Torah and having and 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 having the the nevuah and the gilishchina and everything. That is the that, that is that is tshuva. That is tshuva means coming close, approaching. So that is there. So he's making a hekish. And just like over there, there was a hiskarvus. It was the hefts of hiskarvus. It was it was it was the it was like. Pure tshuva. So Huadin, same thing, went to left to feed them, they also left with tshuva. That's the one say about this. Now I want to talk about um, this important issue. So, I mean, everything is important. Tshuva is very important. But this, what I want to talk about now, has to do with, 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 it goes to the heart of our Amuna. It says, by the Asaris and Dibris, Anoichi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hoytesicha Meretz Mitzrayim. I'm Hashem, your Lord who brought you out from Mitzrayim. So Rashi says like this, Lama Omer Beloshin Yochid. It doesn't say, Anoichi Hashem Elokecha, Asher Hoytesi Yeschem Meretz Mitzrayim. No, it says Anarchi Hashem Elokecha Hashem Eisesicha Meretz Mitzrayim Beloshen Yochid It should be Beloshen Rabbim Lama Oma Eloshen Yochid Elokecha Litein Pischem Pele Moshe Lanamid Sanaguria B'Maisa Ego 
when there will be the eagle, when the Klaus will be chaita with the eagle, that he will be the advocate, the defender, and he has an argument. What's his argument? So he could say, he didn't say it to them. He told me. You. You're talking to me personally. You weren't talking to them. <laughs> All of Kalisar's Baha'i standing here, and the Rebbein Shalom is having a private conversation with Moshe, and he's telling him, you, them, I'm not telling them, telling you, you shouldn't go to a Getchka, you shouldn't go to have Elohim Acherim. What kind of an argument is this? And you should know, the whole thing, everything is in Loshen Yochid. And there are many mitzvahs in the Torah that are Beloshen Yochid, tremendous number of mitzvahs that are Beloshen Yochid. So everything was only said to him, he was the only one who got the mitzvahs and got the Torah, and the, what's the rest of the Kalasol didn't get the Torah. What is he saying? It's a plea of this Rashi. Okay. Um, Itzias Mitzrayim. How many mitzvahs are there in the Torah that are related to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? How many mitzvahs? I think one, I mean, I, I didn't count it lately, but I think one time I saw that the number was um, 125 or 124. And numerous mitzvahs are connected to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Some of them are the direct mitzvahs of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You know, Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Matzah, you know, all these all the, you know, Pesach, all these things. And there are many that just uh, just mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You know, don't eat shrotzim, ki anoichi Hashem lokecha hamalcha meres Mitzrayim. Just mention it. It's just, uh, you know, it's just tangential to the, to the Isser. It's just, but it's mentioned many, many, many times. Shabbos, that we have over here, why? And then in Veschanon, in the Sarah's Dibbers, it says that that you should remember, uh, you should remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So there's two things. You remember Mitzrayim and you remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim through Shabbos. And in Kiddush, we say both. We say both, because that appears in both both times in these Aserahs of Debris and those. But in the Shemay Nesrei, when we daven on Shabbos, we have three fillers. In the, at night, we, we talk about Briyas Oilam. We say, you have Baychulah Shemay Baharetz, talk about Briyas Oilam. In the morning, we talk about the Shmir Shabbos, Right, the mitzvah shmir Shabbos that we talk about in the morning, and by Mincha we talk about Menucha, but we don't mention Yitzias Mitzrayim. So it means that Yitzias Mitzrayim is not essential to Shabbos. It's not. It's not really what Shabbos is about. Shabbos is about Shabbos Bereishis. Shabbos is about Bria Oilam. But even though Shabbos is about Bria Oilam, the Torah will connect it somehow. 
to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Numerous mitzvahs are connected to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. How many times do we mention Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim in, uh, in, in um, Birchus Kriyashma? Yeah, we do. Now, how about the Matan Torah? So, if we had a choice, let's say we have the two seminal events of our history are Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim and Matan Torah. Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim was a preparation for Matan Torah. Fine. But let's say the Banshlam was only going to do one. I mean, he could. He could have given us the Torah without Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Of course, Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim prepared us, I understand. And it's really very important. But let's say there would be only one. So either Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim with no Matan Torah or Matan Torah with no Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Which one is better? Which one would we prefer? Which one would we choose? Matan Torah. That's who we are. Matan Torah. We had Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Without Matan Torah, we would just be Goyim. What a miraculous thing happened to us in the past. So Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim is important. Matan Torah is more important. Okay? How many mitzvahs are there that are connected to Matan Torah? How many? 124 to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. How many are connected to Matan Torah? One. Mission to the, yeah. One mitzvah. Raki shomer lecha shmor nafshchamoid, pantishka chesad vorim, ashroe necha, panisuru mulvavecha. You have to remember Yoim Ashamat of Neashamel Kacha Bechoyrev, Vatikrum Tam Tachasahar, Barboy Beesh Levishmaim, Koshechon of Arafa. You have to remember the one of the Shesh Spirits, you have to remember Matan Torah. This is the only mitzvah that, that has any kind of connection to Matan Torah. So, how come for Yitzhiyah's Matan Torah is more important than Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim? So, how come Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim has so many mentions? We talk about it all the time in so many mitzvahs, and Matan Torah has only one mitzvah. And there's another point. If that in 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 um, here in the Maisa when it happened Matan Torah v'har v'har Sinai Oshen Kuloi mipnei Asher Yorah the love Hashem ba'esh because Hashem came down on the on the mountain and there was a fire. However, in the mitzvah of Yishamer Lecha it says v'har Bayer ba'esh ad leiv Hashemayim. It tells you when we're supposed to remember Matan Torah, so we remember that the fire was in flame and the flame went all the way up to the heart of the heavens, which is, I don't know, the stratosphere, I don't know what it is. But a huge fire went all the way up. Here, it doesn't say that. Where it actually happened, it doesn't say that. It just says a harbayr baish. Okay, so... Yes. I have like a, a, a scenario which I once was speaking about this Indian. I was talking to a group of students and I said to them like this. Um, 
Let's say a murderer is in prison. Ten years later, he comes, he comes to the ward and he says, you have to let me go. Says, why? He says, because you go online or you read in the books, you'll see that by within seven to ten years, all the cells of a person are exchanged. These, all, the, you know, all the old cells are gone and you have new cells. So it wasn't me. I didn't kill it. I didn't kill anybody. All my cells have gone. Even the cells in the decision-making part of the brain also get exchanged. So you have to let me go. You know, that, that was 10 years ago, me. But now I'm a different person, so let me go. So one of the students was a, a law student. So he says, hmm, I could work with that. <laughs> I said, oh, he's going to be a good lawyer. <laughs> But it's not an argument. Why? Because the person is one person. It's changed, come and go, but the person is the same person. The cells come, cells go, These are but, but the person is the same person. So look what the Gemara says here in, in Tamura. Gemara says like this, that when they came back from Babel, they brought a Chathas Tibur for Abayduz Zorish also Bimei it, this was 70 years before they left, so they did have they 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 did have the Zora. So they brought a chatos tibur when they came back a chatos that Zora v'yichachovim to be mechaper and the Zora they didn't time of chizkia. So Kasolka died of the Gemara held that Mandis a chatos tibur that I'll get into this, but the Gemara held. That a chatas tzibur shemesa baleo is mesa. The din is that a chatas shemesa baleo, if you have a chatas and the and the person who was mafresh the chatas died, so the so the chatas is possible. It goes lemisa. Who had them by tzibur? If the if the if the tzibur died, it goes it goes lemisa. So how could you bring the carbon now? The the, the seventy years ago they were all dead. And the gemara speaks all that maybe somebody didn't die, but anyway the gemara says like this. The Gemara says, "No, Amar Papa, no. I feel you. The man that I'm a chatas tibur should keep from bala meisa. If the mischaper, then then the chatas tibur is meisa, but chatas tibur shem meisa bala ain't a meisa. Why? Fisha ain't chatas tibur meisa. This is the this is the concept that the Torah says. A tibur doesn't die." A tzibur is an organism, and the individuals in the tzibur are cells. So old cells die, new cells replace it. The organism is still the same. The tzibur ain't a tzibur mason. A tzibur never dies. New cells replace the old cells, but the organism is the same. We, today, are the same Klal Yisrael that stood by Har Sinai, the same Klal Yisrael that went out of Mitzrayim. We're the same. We're the same. Not that they died and we're new people. No, we're not, we're not new people. The Tzibur was there. The Tzibur came out of Mitzrayim, Matan Torah, went through history and is here. And this Tzibur of Klal Yisrael today is the same Tzibur that came out of Mitzrayim. But the people who were alive then, the cells of, the, of this Tzibur, who were alive then, they died, and new cells replaced them, and they died, new cells replacement, and we 
are the current selves. So we have actually two roles. We're individuals, we're ourselves, we have our own lives, but we're also selves on the tzibur. We're part of the tzibur. So you see <coughs> that, that the tzibur, even though n nobody alive today has uh, was over on Chatas, it was over on, on, on Avedzara. Nobody that's alive was over, came back from Bovel, new people, but the Tzibur is alive. And if the Tzibur is alive, the Tzibur needs a Kapora. So all the people alive today, as the Tzibur, need a Kapora. That's what we see. The Tzibur has, has a Chet, even though we didn't do it, the Tzibur has a Chet. So, what Moshe is saying, what Moshe is saying over here, he's saying, so I would like to say this pshat, that the, the and, and this is a pischem peh, and it's a legitimate taina, because the Rabbani Shalom fed it to him. He told him, you should, you, I'm giving you the opportunity of saying, no, I was talking to you, not to everybody else. So obviously the, there's substance to this taina. And it, maybe it worked. Barashalom gave it to him. It worked. How did it work? I mean, what does this mean? He's talking to him? He's like, nobody else? So I think what Moshe was saying is that you were talking to me as an individual. You were not talking to the whole tzibur, as a tzibur. This was to me as an individual. And who had been to every other individual? But Avedazara is an individual Avera. It's not an Avera that was given to the Klau. It wasn't given to the Tzibur. The Tzibur was not Mitzvah not to have, not to do Avedazara. So they do Avedazara. The people that do Avedazara, they have an individual responsibility for it. So what happened? By the Eagle, they went and they killed 3,000 people. So all the people that I'm, I'm assuming nobody got away. So, so. Those people that were that were died, that did it, they died. But they were individuals, so they deserve to die. Why does the whole tzibur have to suffer for this? Is this a chet of the tzibur? That's what Moshe was saying. It's not a chet of the tzibur. It's a chet of yechidim. So let the yechidim pay the price. But why should the whole tzibur be punished for this? Moshe wanted to destroy Klal Yisrael. He wanted to do so. That he wanted to punish the tzibur. Why? That's what he said. The tzibur shouldn't have to be shouldn't have to be punished because whether whether it was given to the tzibur or not. But certainly we, we thought so, because he said it, so we thought that it's not a, a klal, a klal iser, it's just an individual iser, so the individuals that did it, so they should be punished. But why should the rest of them be punished? That was Moshe Steiner. And maybe it worked a little bit. Maybe it worked, so maybe it mitigated the punishment to a certain extent, but this was really something real. Now, one more thing I want to point out here. This idea, by the way, this idea of the tzibur, this is critical to understand Klal Yisrael, to understand that we are a tzibur. You know, sometimes we're judged as a tzibur. Sometimes it's yechidim, one by one, but usually it is the tzibur that, the tzibur is more important than the yechidim. The organism of Klal Yisrael, that's what it's about. The bris of the Rabban Shem is with the tzibur. It says in Parshas Nitzavim that he made a new bris. I'm making a bris with those who are, this thing on, on Arvitz Mayav, 
Ever Yarden, right before the Gautar Yisrael, they made a new, uh, a new bris. Hashayeshnu poimonu ayoyim lefnei Hashem ulekeinu. I'm making with the ones that are here. Vesasherei nenu poimayoyim. Those that are not here. Rashi says, Af im doiris ayisidim liyais. I'm making the bris with the future generations. How do you make a bris with future generations? They weren't born yet. You didn't ask them. You didn't make a bris with them. Why? Because all the neshama, even like you say, Bahar Sinai, all the neshamas came down. But you have to understand what that means also, all the neshamas came down. The neshamas of the gerim were there, right? If the neshamas of the gerim were there, then they have no bechira anymore. What's the bechira? If you know, of course, Rabban Shalom, Yidiyah and bechira are not a stira. Rabban Shalom could know what's going to happen in the future. He circumvents the whole world that he knows what's going to happen in the future. But if in this world, the Neshama of the Ger came down and was there at Har Sinai, then of course he has to become a Ger. So it's, he has no bechira. So why Vahaftam is a Ger? Because he chose. He had no choice. He had to. His Neshama was there. So what, is the, what, what does that mean? It says by 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 in in, in the Gemara Shabbos says that Kimu Vikiblu by Shushan they they were they were Makabal again. The first time now they were Makabal again. So Klaus Roll is Makabal again. Where will the old Nishamas came to Shushan? This is one of the Rovans asked me this. Old Nishamas came to Shushan. How did you make a new bridge? Why are seeing that old Nishamas came? Over here, old Nishamas came. No, the word the old Nishamas came means that the, that the Neshama Klolis was there, Klal Yisrael was there, any Ger that, that becomes a Ger and is Mishaber to Klal Yisrael and becomes integrated into the Tzibur of Klal Yisrael, then he was there because the Tzibur was there and he is part of the Tzibur. So, but he as an individual, he wasn't there and he had the Bechira to become a Ger or not, but as Neshama Klolis was there. So all the future generations are part of that Neshama Klolis. And therefore, you make a bris, the bris obligates all future generations. That's what it says over here. The Neshama Klolis, the Klal, that's what it says. In a, in a little bit of a, of a, of a, chul, a chulen way, I'll explain, you know, just to give you a, an example, you have an American constitution. We're all obligated to the American Constitution. Who's alive today that signed on the Constitution? Nobody. So why does it obligate us? Because the, the American cloud, not only cloud is a cloud, all kinds of clolum. The, the, the Americans are a cloud, the, you know, the, the French are a cloud. Everybody's a cloud. They have their own cloud. So the Klal of America was Mechabal on itself, this constitution, it was Mechayv itself, the constitution. Therefore, as long as that Klal exists, as long as it's at the, the institutions, the Klal still exists, then it's obligated to the constitution. Maybe like if you have like a Russian revolution, which sort of dismantles the entire um, you know, imperial Russian Klal and creates a new Klal, maybe that would be different. But as long as the same cloud is continuing, then it, it's, it, it, it's obligated. So you see over here two things now so far. You see that, that uh, the cloud has a responsibility. It can be punished as a responsibility. You see that the cloud can obligate itself, and the obligation devolves on the cloud, and it, it follows the cloud through all the individual changes of cells back and forth, but the obligation that the cloud takes on itself continues, con con 
Kaseda, as long as the Klal exists, or the obligations that are assumed, the bris that it made exists, and is Mechai of the Klal, so therefore you can make a bris, Eshar Yeshnupai, Vesashari Nanupai. Now, there's another thing. In 1999, there was war in Kosovo. Kosovo was part of the Yugoslav Confederation. That's, uh, it was um, Yugoslavia, it was the southern Slavs, and it was a confederation of, of uh, Serbia and Croatia and uh, Bosnia and, uh, and Montenegro and Herzegovina and Macedonia and Kosovo and uh, I don't know if I left anything out. But all these were together. And, and in 1999, the Yugoslav Confederation disintegrated, and all these countries, all their old grievances came back up, and they were, took revenge. So there was the, the... Actually, it was before 1999, but this happened in the early 1990s. So the Serbs took revenge on the Kosovars and they attacked Kosovo and there was like, uh, you know, um, ethnic cleansing and all kinds of things were going on. We had to send bombers there to stop it. It was like a war. It was a, it was a really heavy war. What were they taking revenge for? They were taking revenge for their ignominious defeat at the hands of the Kosovars in the Battle of Kosovo. The Kosovars defeated them, and they wanted payback. They wanted to get back at them. 1999. When was the Battle of Kosovo? When was it? 1899? 1799? No. It was in 1369. In 1369, the, 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 there was a battle, and there was like a, a humiliating defeat, and the Serbs want revenge, and they waited 600 years. They later, 630 years later, they took revenge on the Kosovars for the humiliation that they suffered at the Battle of Kosovo in 1369. Now, after after that, there was the Ottomans came in, and the Ottomans uh, conquered the Balkan Peninsula, so they had control. So, so everything was, there was a lid on it. And then after the Ottomans, then the Yugoslavs, Tito and the Yugoslavs, then there was another confederation which had another lid on it. But once the lid came off, it came out, the revenge. 600 years later, Ritzicha, hatred. What, what, did, where did they, how did, how did this happen? Did they read it in a book? They never forgot it. The Serbians never forgot their humiliation and that, that, that hatred and that revenge. It percolated and it boiled and it continued for 600 years until they had the opportunity to take revenge. So this was, this was not something that they read in a book and not something somebody told them. This was a living memory. The memory was, was, came down came down over the years, you know, the, like the, 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 
Every time they were sitting there and their parents were saying, if I can get a hold the Kosovars, I ripped their throats out and they heard it from their parents. And the memory continued, it passed down and it passed down and it was not forgotten 600 years later. Not only the fact, but the feeling, the rage, it all came down, the memory preserved it. I was born after the Holocaust, but, you know, people deny the Holocaust. You could deny the Holocaust, say, is it this, is it that, but you can't deny the Holocaust if somebody was there, somebody remembers it. Now, I remember it, even though I wasn't there, because it was part of my life. When I was growing up, people were coming out of Auschwitz and refugees, and this, they were here. It was, it was, all, it was all part of my life the Holocaust. So even though I wasn't there, I shared the collective memory of the Holocaust. It's something that I shared. That memory I had, even though I didn't have it as an individual, I had it as part of the collective. And this continued for a while. I don't know if today it still exists. I don't know if we have a collective memory of the Holocaust because we didn't... Um, do very much to preserve it. We have a collective memory of the Chorban. We have a collective memory of the Chorban. We really remember the Chorban because it's such a big part of our lives. You know, talking in, in America. Let's say you would say that there, that there was no slavery in America. How do you know there was slavery? Because you have documents? Because you have, uh, well, how do you know there was slavery? Because it says in the history books, history books lie all the time, documents can be falsified. How do you know? You know, we know because we remember it. Because race is the biggest component of our social consciousness now. American life is all about race, all about, you know, the, 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 the whites hating the blacks and the blacks having resentment. It's all there, it's alive. This is not something that's just a fact that we are told. We witness it, we share it, we remember it. Even, even like, I remember it, even though, you know, I wasn't, I mean, I was born here, my parents came from, from Europe, and still, but by being here, and being part of American society, and being part of this cloud, then we have, whoever's part of this, this society, shares the, 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 the collective memories. And the American society has a very, powerful collective memory of slavery. And, and whoever's part of that society shares it, even though nobody's alive, who's, who's ever there, but whoever witnessed the slavery. Yeah, so this is the collective now. So we know that the collective has, has uh, obligations, it has, uh, it can be punished, it has, it can, and, and we know that the collective has a memory. Collective has a memory. Klal Yisrael has had had. The, how do we know that Yitzhak Mitzrayim happened? How do we know? We have uh, philosophical arguments, and we have, but everything can. We have evidence. We have this. So evidence can always be disputed. The only thing that cannot be disputed is a memory. If you remember, you can't be disputed. Nobody, all the professors in the world could write history books saying that slavery never happened. It won't make a difference because the memory is there. You cannot dispute a memory. So the Torah came here and made all these Zechel Tzies Mitzrayim. It wasn't time to put up memorial plaques. The Torah, the genius of the Torah, the genius of Chazal, 
was to create, to construct a memory of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that would last forever. How did the Torah do this? By every part of our life. It wove Mitzrayim into every aspect of our life. Everything that we do. It's always a whole day in our davening and our mitzvahs and our, everything. It's always Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. Everything is connected to Mitzrayim. We live Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. It's not just something that we know as a fact. It's something that we live. It's not, it's not like we're not looking for revenge on the Egyptians. But emotion also helps the memory. Emotion drives the memory. See, by the Serbs, these powerful, or here, the powerful emotions drive a memory. So, of course, if we, if we take this memory that the Torah constructed for us, and we invest it with emotion, religious emotion, if we invest it with, like we spoke about it in Parshas <coughs> Boy, about having an emotional connection to our ancestors of Mitzrayim, to caring about it, so that would, that, that would infuse emotion into the memory. So, the, so Mitzrayim Mitzrayim is woven into our life. Wherever we turn, it's all Mitzrayim Mitzrayim. And as much emotion as we put into it just makes the memory stronger. With less emotion, it's still there. But it's still, but but it's not. It's not as strong. The more emotion we put into it, the more that, that's that, that's why. Okay, I go over there. So so, and that's why we always talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Why don't we talk about Matan Torah? The reason we don't talk about Matan Torah, because Matan, you cannot construct a collective memory on Matan Torah. Matan Torah, we, we can construct a collective memory on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim because our minds can, can conjure the images of, of, of being exploited and oppressed, being beaten by slave masters, walking out of Mitzrayim with, 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 the, with sacks on our shoulders, the sea splitting and we go through it. All these things are things that we can we can conjure in our minds. We cannot conjure in our minds Matan Torah, because Matan Torah was a Nevoa. We were all Nevi'im, it says in the Psikta, the Rambam talks about in the Meira, or everybody was a Navi. You saw Gili Shechina. We stood at Har Sinai and we saw Gili Shechina. So how did you remember Gili Shechina? What did it look like? We saw the Kailas. How do you remember seeing the Kailas? We have no context for that. We cannot remember such a thing. So therefore, you cannot build the, the collective memory on Matan Torah. We can remember Matan Torah in the context of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Because we were going out of Mitzrayim, and we're counting Sphira, and we're going to Har Sinai, and there we got the Torah. So therefore, connected to Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, we can, we can re remember Matan Torah. But actually, Matan Torah itself, the event, the Ma'ira of Matan Torah, it's not possible for us to remember that. That's why it says, um, when it talks about, uh, even Shavuos, even Shavuos, it says in Berei, the Pasha of Shavuos, Shiva Shavuos, Sisperloch, Malchachemesh, Besamach, Lefnei Hashem, Lekecha, why? Why? Bezachar, Tokyeva, the Yisab, Mitzrayim. Shvuas is Eichel Tzias Mitzrayim. Everything is Eichel Tzias Mitzrayim. Seichel Matan Torah is not possible. The only thing that we have is the mitzvah of Ishamer Lecha. And if you notice, on the Sheish Chiris, all of them is Tiskar, you should remember. And by the, the mitzvah of 
Over here, it's a different lotion. It doesn't say Tiskar. It says, It's a very difficult thing. But make sure that you do not forget that you keep a memory of Matan Torah. What can you remember of Matan Torah? So the Bach says, and Simon Memzayan, that, that, that you have to remember Matan Torah, but you make the Torah. What do you remember? You remember that there was a fire. A fire! A fire is not a Nevoah. There was a fire. So that's what we can remember. We can remember the fire. So we have to remember there was a mountain Torah. We remember we stood by the mountain and there was a fire. That is the extent of the memory that we have from mountain Torah. Anything else that happened there, we cannot remember. We know what happened there because it says in the Torah, because we believe it, because every we believe in Matan Torah, because of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, so we believe everything is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The whole Amuna is based on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. That's why in Parshish Yisroi, when it says that you should, that you should, uh, and when it talks about the, 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 that the mountain was burning, there was an age, says there was a fire. But when it comes to the mitzvah of Shomer Lecha, with only, it's a small point, the fire on the mountain was a minor detail in the whole, uh, the whole event. It was a, it was a Gilish Shkina, Sapir. It was a Gilish Shkina, and there was a fire. Okay, so there was a fire. It's very minor in the whole context of Matan Torah. However, when it comes to the mitzvah of of, of Lecha, and then the only thing that we can remember is that fire. So the Torah takes that fire, it takes that detail of the entire portrait, and it enhances it for us, and it tells us that it was Bayer Ad Leva Shamayim, that it was a huge fire, and now we know about the fire, because this is all, all we can all we can remember, all we can talk about is this fire. So anyway, so this this I think is is and and this is so it all comes back to this. It comes back to the idea of the cloud. The cloud ha- can be make obligations. The cloud can be punished for averus. The cloud can do averus, and the cloud has a memory. And this the memory of the cloud is built on Yitzias Mitzrayim, not on Matan Torah. And that's why everything is all the every all the time we mention Yitzias Mitzrayim. That's why we don't mention Matan Torah, because we just don't mention it. There's a function to mention. This is the genius of the Torah. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, wherever you turn, it's Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Everything we do is for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, make Kiddush, everything we do, Shabbos, everything, everything is Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So that keeps the memory of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim alive, because it's our life. That's why. And this is how it could go on forever. And as much Kayach as we put into this memory, that's how much this memory is is uh, continues with with power, but just the fact alone that it's in you see people that are not religious, not uh, uh, I read somewhere that American Jews fifty percent go on Yom Kippur will go to any kind of a, of a shul any kind of a shul fifty percent. 85% will make a seder. Why, why is that? Why? Okay, so there's food, I know. You know, you try to fly across the country for food, family, because everybody has the memory. So to them, the memory extends to coming to the seder. They understand 
how critical it is, how important it is. They remember Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim on some level, and that's why they come. But if, you know, if we keep the Torah, then it's everything that we do, every single day, the memory of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim is built into it, and in that way, it could go on forever. Ad be as Bayel Tzedek. Thank you very much. I hope to see you again next week.